Hello everybody, welcome to our podcast. I'm Sabine. I'm Jay. And today we are going to talk about how to survive the holiday season. Oh, very nice. <laughs> I'm going to be hopefully in a white Christmas holiday season this wow. year. I'm going home to Italy. Wow. With the big family together, it will be very exciting and interesting. That sounds amazing. Yes. Wow. What is your Christmas going to look like? Uh, uh, with the with my wife and our adult children up on the mountain, probably starting the day, quite quiet. Not just. And your grandchild. Grandchild. My wife's that will grandchild. be that will be the important bit for yeah. Christmas to have at least one child there. Yeah, and then we uh, fly up to Auckland to. Visit mum and dad and my brother and sister nice. a few days after, so there'll be more family then. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite an interesting time—the whole Christmas, actual holiday time, but also the preparation to Christmas. Yeah, and some people—it's interesting talking to different people about it because different people have such different memories around Christmas and different experiences. Some mm. people are like uh, some of our American friends will say things like. Oh, I just don't not looking forward to Thanksgiving. I just don't want to see the family. So some people yeah. have those different experiences of what family means to them. Some people are like, "Oh my goodness, I can't wait to see the family." Other people are like, the exact opposite, and it's understandable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, those different points of view, and but it's it's just so interesting. I love to observe sometimes in these family events when different ages come together and different you know job kind of backgrounds and different um hobbies and so mm. it's 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 so many different things coming together in that time and having possibly a good time together mm. and it's not always easy and straightforward and so it will be cool today for us maybe to yeah. To give a few well, what's, tips. Well, what strikes me, uh, we were just on a retreat about this from our teacher, Yuansa, and he talked about this pattern. It's called the pattern of fixed expectations. Yes. It's the pattern of, I think the world should be like this, and it should be like this. Yeah. So it could be as simple as, oh, there's a cat. I want to pat the cat. And then you go to pat the cat, and the cat walks away from you. And then you go, grr, I don't <laughs> like that cat. Yes. <laughs> And so suddenly when we're with family and extended family mm. and, and we have these different, I think you should think like this. And then yeah. the other person is, this is, this is sort of to paraphrase a conversation that could happen. People might have heard a conversation like this. I think you should think like this. And the other person says, well, no, I don't think like this. I think you should think like this. And then the other person's like, no, I insist you think like this because it's the truth. Yeah. And then the grr, grr. <laughs> or even with doing things, you know, yeah. like um, let's make the salad this way and mm. no, let's make it this way and yeah. so on. Like there yeah. is so many opportunities actually for us to observe what's happening with our fixed expectations. Yeah. And what my big plan for this Christmas this year is where I'm back after three years not seeing my family and my friends. Mm. I'm going back home and my intention is to be in my heart mm. 
Mm. And to, to be open. That is really what I want to focus on. To, to encounter people with an open heart and not have to... It actually has to do a lot with identification. Mm. So I, I try not to feel that I have to, you know, say things so that I can show what my opinion is or what my yeah. point is and that I'm right and, and, and so on. I really hope I'm going to succeed at it. I'm going to try. Mm. But I think that's a really good tip for our listeners to remember the heart. The heart, yeah. It makes me think that well, just my personal observation is that when we're in our teenage years, we, we go into that creating an identity quite strongly. We start to almost create an identity separate from the identity that we created as we grew up. We grew up with an identity, but it was associated with the family. And then we, as a teenager, we start to think, we sort of bring in these new influences that mm. become part of our identity. I believe in this. So maybe as a teenager, I don't vote the same as my parents and I don't mm. have the same lifestyle. I don't, you know, I'm a different yes. kind of person. I'm, I'm, I'm me. That's, yes. that's the identity. Yes. And then... And then there's this almost a generational divide. That's one way that those mm. those identities and expectations can show themselves is that the what feels normal for one generation doesn't feel normal for a different generation. Yeah. They grew up different values and dif a different world. Mm. But, you know, when you talk about being in the heart, if you could know more about how they grew up and who they are mm. you'd see why they decided to have those identities and those expectations and that they aren't the defining they aren't what defines a human being they aren't the most important quality that defines a human being yes what another thing is i want to remember because i had this experience in a conversation I had with my brother and his wife about something where me and my partner and they were kind of having a different opinion on something. Mm. And I think both of us, we went into this expectation that we're going to confronting, kind yeah. of, that we're going to clash. You're going to change bit. your mind. Yes, that we are going to have to convince each other. And it was very fascinating what happened because both of the parties were able to listen, mm. to just step back. When, when my brother and his wife were talking, my partner and I, we were just giving them the time to talk and to listen. Mm-hmm. With a relatively open heart, like I had to work on that. You know, yeah. I could see how I, I kind of reacted a bit. And then I thought, no, nah, okay, I, I can be in my heart. And so I actually did it with respect. So we respected mm. their view and what they needed to voice. And we listened. And then we had a chance to do the same on our side. And they listened to us. And they mm. respected that we had this other view on things and the fascinating thing was like at the end we were both surprised how how nice it was 
and mm. how each of us was able to say it's okay you know it's okay that you have this point well you know i still have this point but that's okay too mm. and so when we separated it was a really nice feeling and i mm. want to bring that awareness also into my christmas time and ideally we bring it into any interaction mm. we have with people because the, the 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 difference again was that i didn't have to defend myself mm. i just kind of i didn't identify with my opinion i just thought well this is their opinion and i'm listening to it i didn't have to tell them no you're wrong yeah okay and and for some reason they did the same and i think it was probably just a chief field so i think that is something Some, we can bring into sometimes christmas sometimes that person sometimes when those things happen it's hard to say who started it but because once one person you could be several people in the group but only one person is is trying to be like that is is taking that step mm. and just by doing that everyone in the group takes that step Yes. Because they feel a little safer. That can happen. But my challenge would be, if I'm the only one who does that, that I don't get into that identification need. So that I come, because I have observed that about myself too, that there comes this moment where I feel like, but now I have to make my point too. Mm. I think if I'm able in that moment to just listen and allow them to say what they say and maybe not even not even defend not even say i don't think that's true i might say that but i don't have to go any further or i might not even say that so mm. i think it's 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 so many opportunities christmas is actually mm. providing us with it's something that just occurred to me to change the topic a little bit i was thinking that Another thing we do that's with the fixed expectations that's in relationship to other people and in the world around us is we put expect too many expectations on ourselves. So um, a mother might feel they need to buy too many presents and do mm. too much shopping. And, yeah. and, I, and I'm not putting a limit on what is too much. That's a personal choice. Mm. But too much is when you're not enjoying it anymore. Yes. Because like... I have to make the salad. Yeah. Oh. But anyway, um, and then you get these, some, how to put it, we can get ourselves exhausted. Yeah. It's called the holiday season. <laughs> and and I, I want to say this really carefully because I, because I'm, I'm, I'm actually saying this kind of carefully because I'm aware within the family that I grew up in, we had these fantastic Christmases. Mm. But I actually feel like the woman probably took on more of the burden of making it a good event. Yeah. And that might just be a perception. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the women were making the food and really making the household and making the celebration. Mm -hmm. And it was just those Christmases were really like magical, amazing yeah. to me. Uh, but. What I say is if you're doing a lot and it's wearing you out and you're doing it out of love, just remember that the people that you love and you're showing your love by doing a lot, they love you too mm -hmm. and they really want to see you. Even though they love all the things you're doing for them, they also want to see you looking after yourself. Yeah. 
So, so if we can act same as having our heart open for another person, having our heart open for ourselves, and doing what we do at Christmas time to look after ourselves and have a good time as well, yes. even if that means I don't want to be. I kind of want to be careful here. I'm hoping that none of the my relatives hear it, even if that means saying. <laughs> I think you're even doing if it well. means saying no. No, yes. I don't want to do that. Can someone else help? Yes. You know, spread the work around and, and set some boundaries for yourself yeah. and look after yourself. And actually, we want, for that matter, we all want to help. Yes. We all want to be a part of helping and don't I'm, take it on. Don't exhaust yourself for a holiday. Mm. It's called the holiday season. Yes. You should have a little bit of time, a little bit of time on the couch or yeah. in the hammock or something. Yes, um, that's a very good point, and it's probably something, especially our parents' generation, um, is kind of hasn't been practicing as much. The younger generations involve, you know, their husbands and their children a bit more, mm. I think. But it's actually about the healthy boundaries, isn't it? And mm. as you see it, it's appreciated. And it's the love is also coming from the other side who might not do so much. And if they don't think far enough to say, oh, I should help mom maybe do the dishes, mm. then mom can say, hey, mm. anybody up for dishes? Yeah. Yeah. Or... And, you know, I'm sure there will be maybe not like, yeah, let's do dishes, but maybe somebody thinks, actually, that's fair enough. I'll do the dishes. Do you help me? I always love doing the dishes at yeah. family gatherings because I end up with a, talking to a cousin or yeah. or a family member that I haven't had some one-on-one -on -one time for a long time. So it's often the dishes is a oh, cool kind of little thing going on there. I hope your mom hears it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nah, I know. <laughs> you will just get up and do your dishes. So. And it's actually like, isn't it cool? Like, both of those things are really about the heart and about... This is actually like an activity or a game you can you can say, well, we've got the afternoon at grandma's or we've got the afternoon at Uncle Joe's or, <laughs> you know. And, and so you can say, well, part of that game is I'm going to be in my heart yeah. and I'm going to look at that every person I look at, I'm going to try to feel their heart and I'm going to try to find meaningful ways to connect with them. So mm. if you can see someone, you see an opportunity to go do the dishes, you can do the dishes. If if you get stuck in a difficult conversation or, or mm -hmm. someone that won't stop talking, maybe you can, maybe there's a way you can reframe it for yourself. Maybe you could say to yourself, oh, maybe they haven't had someone to talk to in a long time or yeah like you can try to so try to understand why they may be feeling that way mm. and and not worry about getting your point across so yeah. heavily i like that that's very very important and in some ways for me it's often as you say, to kind of trying to understand what's going on for that person and then encountering them with compassion mm. for exactly that. Um, if we bring compassion into our interactions, and I guess it has to do with listening. So if I listen to that person who keeps yeah. chatting and keeps maybe complaining or whatever, 
and I try to understand and I can feel that compassion how that person feels you know that person is upset that person is hurt that person is maybe fearful and I can't give that person a better Christmas present yeah than listening with compassion yeah and yeah actually the other thing that popped into my mind just then was someone might be thinking to themselves oh but it's been like this with mum and dad for 30 years or 40 years or 50 years yes and and I think it's time for change yeah hell yeah (laughs) let's just give it a go and yeah yeah because it's like that it's not that mom and dad need to change yeah we can't make them change but what we can do is ourselves Mm. do something different and then maybe it changes it's like the it's like that chicken and egg it's like well your parent oh i'm like i am because my parents ruined me and then this is exaggeration (laughs) yes and then the parents are like but I'm like I am because my parents ruined yeah. me. And then, and whether people weren't conscious of it or not, it just goes back in time, yeah. back in time through history. Does it, where did it start? No one really knows where it started. No. Where can it end? Everyone knows where it can end. Yes. Where can it, who, like, Christmas. Who, who can, at Christmas time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're so right. It's like, um, just a little card. Sorry, I didn't get you a present. I brought you the my presents. <laughs> oh, that's good. Nice. Yeah, I've brought you my heart. Yeah. And it'd be like... Wrapped up. Was that? Wrapped up with nice glittery wrapping, the heart. Yeah. Not Shining. A, a symbolic, symbolic <laughs> heart. Gee, yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, I think that is a little bit an inspiration for people for this Christmas. That's nice. I enjoyed that. Yeah, me too. So mm. this is our December podcast. So we wish you all a beautiful holiday season. Yeah. Yeah. If you are in the snow or at the beach yeah. or somewhere in between. If you're Jewish and you're doing, is it Hanukkah? Is that what the Jewish do at this time of year? I don't know. Well, if you're whatever religion you are and whatever practice you are, I hope you're having a wonderful wonderful holidays yes if you're listening to this at a completely random time of year and it's not even christmas anymore well just have a great weekend (laughs) give your mum a call (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and yeah let's all open our hearts and have some good times with each other and then um hopefully we can give you a new podcast in the new year sounds good okay okay bye. bye